I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. HD you are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Welcome to Mint Views. Today we'd like to discuss some of the insights that we get from Nobel laureates Abhijit Banerjee and his wife Esther Dufflow. They just won the Nobel Prize for Economics, as we all know. And some of their insights in various ways to relieve or alleviate poverty are very relevant to the Indian situation. So we'd like to discuss some of those, particularly education, you know, primary education for the poor. Uh, as we all know, uh, they won this Nobel Prize because they actually shifted the way economics or the way we understand poverty by actually examining ground level conditions, conducting spot experiments with control groups like you do for medicine, for example, and arriving at a certain set of conclusions of how we should proceed with policy, so on and so forth. In education in particular, one of the insights we get from them is that instead of focusing on supply of education, we should shift the focus a little bit more to demand for education. There are some experiments which have been done by them, and Srija will elaborate on a few of those. Um, so, the, the Banerjee tour actually um, pointed that how demand is critical or the underlying demand should be there to spur the need for education. So for this, um, you know, they conducted an um, experiment in some parts of northern India where they found that the employment of young women into BPOs actually uh, helped families understand the need to educate these girls. So when, when families um, you know, could uh, understand and could see the economic impact or the economic returns they were getting in, uh, you know, in a, a return for educating the, the girl child. The enrollment of the girls in such schools where the recruiting took place had uh, increased to a considerable extent. But is, is, this all, is this kind of a given? Is this something we understand already? Anant, what do you think? Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out how this is different from the approach that our government, successive governments have had. Because in India also, education has been given a lot of importance, be it from the supply side or the demand side. And I think uh, from the 50s, when our education campaigns started, there were a lot of campaigns, education uh, awareness programs and other ways through which we tried to impress upon such parents the importance of education. It was only when these did not succeed in achieving the levels of education that we were targeting that programs like the midday meals and other supply side measures as you call them uh, were thought of. Perhaps what is needed is a balance between the two. So you're saying this is nothing new really. We have already tried it. It hasn't exactly worked. Uh, Shrije, what do you make of that? Yeah, uh, uh, quite right. I mean, uh, there is always a demand for education everywhere, wherever you see. Uh, and this is uh, because of the kind of awareness that the government has generated and also because of the kind of deep inroads that media 
has has kind of you know established across india so people are aware that good education means good future both economically and socially for people coming back to the supply side itself uh, we can argue that that uh, our our education system has actually focused on the supply side of providing education but even that i feel is inadequate rohit do you believe that education demand is already pretty high in this country uh i think that's debatable i wouldn't say that demand is already very high uh i think uh places where where you know where the uh the masses where, which are not educated where they're exposed to lives where education has made a difference there the motivation to send the kids to schools is very high mm-hmm. well but by and large it looks as though there exists a lot of demand for education but that may not actually be all across the country the really really poor and that's the problem here we're trying to actually address real poverty at that level people who are cut off from mainstream uh, living you know urban kind of influences for them perhaps demand generation is is still critical uh, on the other hand we find the demand for education tends to be actually for english education and there seems to be some gap here between what is being supplied and what is being demanded they want a modern english education while we are trying to supply at low quality levels uh you know uh, language educations in various different states uh maybe that's the point that we need to address here thank you this was a livement production brought to you by hd smartcast hd smartcast i'm any apple and i'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series raising april it's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear Each week we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Bosa, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.